0: Hey Aura, welcome to another episode of Skeezy Dees. Um, today, we am going to be talking about a little bit of a hot topic. Um, the Israel-Palestine War. Someone driving 30 k's in a car park almost took the front of my car out, so that's fun. Um, there's a reason we go slow in these places friend anyway um, watch your callums so, I guess it's called by some places the Israel Hamas War I don't know if, if war is the correct moniker for it because there's quite a disproportion in the uh, sites to it. Um, one of the places being acted on isn't a independent state. Um, and it's kind of all a bit fucked. Um, yeah, so I guess to get into the historical background, I do think it is important to go back 2,000 years. Um, Yes, not 200 years, not 20 years. uh, 2,000 years to the last time there was a a Jewish state in Israel. Um, So... The... Jewish State in Israel Oh my days. I think I'm right behind Rye. Um this is so funny. The Jewish State in Israel. Um what's is this guy want? Hey Hey. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Fancy seeing you here. Yeah. I why you all here today. Uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> sorry, I strongly no. associate that with Reddit. Oh. Don't do that. It, that. Isn't that where the joke came from? Or did it come from Tumblr? I, I don't know. I'll see Yeah, bye. bye! Um, okay. Sorry for that intermission. Um... So you go back two thousand years. Uh, there was a Jewish state in um, Palestine, Palestine um, Israel. I don't know. Choose, choose whichever one rolls off the tongue easier, I guess. Um, and they were they were independent and unusually for the time, they were. Um, monotheistic so essentially the the Jews of Israel believed in only one God um, which was a bit of a weird thing at the time most other cultures at the time sort of like would take and leave gods as it suited them Um, they would They'd be like, "Oh, that, that God of Thunder sounds cool. Um, yeah, he's also here." Kind of thing. Um, it was it was all sort of like one big fanfic community, and they would all sort of like build off each other. Um, whereas uh, the Israelites were pretty firm on um, their one God being the only God, and all that kind of thing. Um, now this this became a big problem when the Romans marched in because the Romans demanded, they, they, the the Roman Empire, despite some depictions, was relatively chill, um, as were most rather expansive empires, which is kind of weird if you think about, like, the Mongolian Empire being chill, but... The thing... Like, okay, so just quickly on that, on the Mongolian Empire being chill. The thing that... The Mongolian Empire's, like, proposition was give us money or we burn your city down. That was the empire, right? And if, like, if you just gave them money, they didn't give a fuck what you did. Um, and it was much similar with the Romans, where as long as you gave them money, um, as long as you... Um, sent some soldiers when it was time for wars you didn't even have to send your best soldiers Um, although your best soldiers would get better compensated so a lot of places did end up sending their best Um, so yeah they were were, like relatively chill but the one thing they weren't chill about was you have to recognise the emperor as a god and this was like This was part of the imperial project. I don't know if it was explicitly started by Augustus or if it was instituted by his successors. Um, But they realised that much like the Senate had required the explicit backing of the gods and like a spiritual underpinning, they realised that to maintain the empire they needed to maintain this like um, the spiritual aura to the empire. Like once the empire lost the grace of the gods that was it that wasn't fucking done like any tom dick and harry could declare themselves emperor and that is historically what ended up happening um in like the 300s 200s is people were just like wait i've got an army i can be emperor and you have a whole bunch of civil wars. so it was actually a pretty important part of their state project was to have um the emperors recognised and worshipped as gods the Israelites refused to acknowledge this godhood um and the Romans fucking squished it um there's all these stories about the the brave last stands at Masada and all that kind of thing where they all killed themselves um which you know all very inspiring and stuff but they never stood a chance um they got they got wiped um eventually one of the emperors Emperor Hadrian um, just like had enough and was like cool um you're not gonna worship me? Fine whatever and just kicked them all out of Israel um there was a small population that was that managed to stay behind but most of the religious Jews were spread through Europe now those religious Jews kept to their religious practices um, which would separate them from the communities they went into much like Romani kept to their cultural practices um, and so forth and much like most people who are a coherent culture keep to their cultural practices Um, and Jews spread throughout Europe Um, like eventually reaching all the way from like deep in Russia to Portugal just covering the whole place mostly by the time we get to um, and by the time we get to the 1800s, mostly concentrated in Eastern Europe um, but with a significant population in Germany um, this is over 1,800 years um and most jewish people at this time don't they they think of themselves as jews but they also they predominantly think of themselves as people belonging to uh like russians or germans or poles they don't think of themselves as like nationally if that makes sense there's not this nationalist urge that is entirely the creation of um, a movement called Zionism, which preached this idea of we one day we will return to Israel, um, and we will retake our holy land, and blah 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 blah. Okay, so that's one sort of thing. What's happening on the other side? Um, Now, I'm not too... 100% Hundred percent of this part of the history, but after the Jews get kicked out, um, well, there, there were, already was an Arabic population, and that Arabic population just sort of grows um, and is steady. And those Arabic people live there for one thousand eight hundred years. There is a tattoo shop in Jerusalem that has been running for over a thousand years with the same. Arabic family um, yeah they live there, they put down some deep roots um, and I think it's important also to remember that as far as archaeological record can tell and it's difficult because there are that the archaeological digs in Israel have been very um very one-sided for a while um i you know how, how can an archaeological dig be one-sided basically if they're not finding the stuff they want they give up even if there is archaeological value to the site and there usually is because people have lived in this place for like 4000 years um anyway so but as far as archeologically we can tell um arabs have also been living various arabic populations have been living in palestine about probably as long as if not longer than um the jewish populations i mean especially if you believe the the bible um you know the the what was it the philistines were living there before um so yeah have this population that's living there and it's so in the 1800s and 1700s and 1600s there are small jewish populations that move into and establish communities in palestine um the ottoman empire was a lot of things but one of the things it was is it was there was a religious tolerance um as long as you paid a, a tax you could practice whatever fucking religion you wanted um and so this is when Jerusalem sort of becomes established as a tripartite holy city. Well, well, even quadpartite or whatever the fuck. There is there are there are Christian um there are Christian parts of the city, there are Muslim parts of the city, there are Jewish parts of the city. Um Now one of the big points of contention is the rock in Jerusalem um so this is where the prophet Muhammad I think ascended to heaven um or something and there's a mosque built on there um now this also just happens to be the site of Solomon's temple which is pretty important for a lot of religious Jews now I'm I'm saying religious Jews that's because there's religious and secular Jews um So now we get to the 1800s, and there's sort of like, I don't know, a relatively harmonious Palestine under the Ottoman Empire. Um, Everything changes when the British attack. They, yeah, way, yay, the British. Um, At first, the British are operating on this axis of Arab supremacy, Um, they want to support Arabs in the area to counter the Ottomans. They instantly switch as as soon as the war's over and the Ottomans don't need to be defeated. Um, they become pretty Arabophobic, um, re- like generally racist against Arabs. They draw some really problematic lines on a map. Um, which really fucks over a lot of re- um, religious, a lot of minorities. Um, the Kurds get turbo fucked. They're not allowed to have their country. Um, Palestine becomes a British mandate. So it's basically ruled by the Brits. Now, the problem is, a lot of Brits are fucking Christian at the time, and they hold to the idea that, hey, Israel's where the Jews belong. Um, It's not very logical. It's worth noting at this point, most Jews are like they hold to a spiritual idea of of Jerusalem, of their Holy Land. They, and I think there was, like, it's it's uh, it's difficult for me to say. I, there, there definitely was nostalgia about the Holy Land, but they saw themselves primarily as people of their nations. They 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 didn't want to leave their lives and livelihoods in Poland and go to, like, this place in the middle of the fucking desert, um, you know, uh, they just wanted to live lives where they were. As the tensions of capital, as, as there were, because there was sort of, like, a lot of friction between, I guess, what we'll call the labor movement and, um, the capitalist caste, the people who own businesses, um, boiling through the late eighteen hundreds into early nineteen hundreds. Um which, you know, caused some economic hardship and so forth. And the first thing people do when there's economic hardship, it's sad that this is an observable fact in history, but the first thing they do is they blame um the people who look and act are different. Um, unfortunately, in Europe, a lot of the time this was Jews. So you have pogroms in Eastern Europe. Um, you have a lot of anti-Semitism in Western Europe. Um, which eventually accumulates in the horrors of the Holocaust during World War Two. Now... There's a narrative that sort of like, you know, the holocaust happened and then all the Jews went to Israel. That's not where most Jews would have chosen to go. Which, it's difficult to pass that now. Because there's definitely been a narrative built around it. But... At the time, um, I think America was actually the preferable place to go. Um, unfortunately, there was a project mixed, it was mixed back by, backed by Zionists, but also, um, Christian Americans, well, you know, the American elite, to essentially colonize Palestine, um. So they barred entry to Jews to America, essentially. They put a harsh limit specifically on Jews, um, and then supported them moving in vast numbers to Israel. Um, Now, the British were trying to sort out a way to get out of Palestine because they could no longer support their overseas territories as they once had. Um, so they were trying to figure out a way to be like, okay, um, can we, like, can we just be chill or something? But the problem was, 20 years ago, if they left, um, it would be an Arab world country with a Jewish minority. At this point, so many people had moved in, um... And so many people who specifically wanted a Jewish ethno state. So they didn't—they didn't want to like have a democratically ruled country where people lived in harmony. They wanted specifically the whole country to be exclusively Jewish. Um, and this led to um, the Jewish population in Israel doing full-on terrorism. Um, and, 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 you know. Ironically enough, including the uh, killing of women and children and babies and all that, um, to secure their state, to force the British out, basically. Once the British were gone, they ethnically cleansed Palestinians um, in something called the Nakba. This is well documented because the Israelis are proud of it. Um, they are, There are Israeli figures currently talking about how... A second Nakba is required. Um, So that's fun. (laughs) Um, Arabic nations around Israel were not too happy with this and started the first of many wars. However, with the backing of the um, United States, um, Israel managed to defeat um, the forces around them. Um, there were several more wars, um, there's the Seven Day War, there's the Om Kippur War, um, there's a few others. Uh, Israel comes on top each time, um, sometimes it's a lot closer run than others. Um, during one of them, at some point in this timeline Israel develops nuclear weapons and basically makes it explicitly known to the United States. If our sovereignty ever seems to be in danger we're just going to nuke everything um so that's fun um yeah and so initially in 1947 I think the, the United Nations one of the first things it does is it's like okay we're going to divide up Israel and Palestine we're going to we're going to make two countries that live right next to each other um and you, you've You may have seen this partition map. Um, Israel refuses to accept it. And has refused to accept it ever since. And has been slowly cutting away bits and bits and bits and bits. Um, Yeah. The West Bank used to be... A bit more palestine Styles, But now it is sort of completely occupied um, and getting more occupied. Um, Gaza has been under Israeli administration um, for the past 20 years. And by that I mean they don't like run Gaza. But, you know, they just have control over the water, the power. Um, everyone's incomes, um, everything, nearly everything that goes into or out of the Gaza Strip. So, you know, they're doing everything but actively running the place. Um, So it's important to note that during the, I don't know, during like the 60s to 80s, there was a non-Islamic militant group, a more leftist group. So this ties in with the conspiracies, people. Um, listen to the conspiracy episodes that that gives more context even though it's not explicit there. Um, So, yeah, you have you have this secular organisation that's trying to basically secure Palestinian statehood. So they want they want Palestine to be its own country that Israel can't just sort of like do whatever the fuck it wants to. Um, Now they're not totally clean they hijack a few planes and all that kind of thing um but israel is absolutely merciless in shutting down this group um they do not allow it to sustain itself and then by the time you get to um Fuck, I don't know when it happens, but eventually the the PLO um, sort of loses most of its sway and is replaced by Hamas, which is a more militant, um, explicitly Islamic um, movement. Israel wanted Hamas to be in control. Um, They did not want a explicitly liberationist movement they believe that hamas was easier to control and manipulate um and so now you end up (sighs) okay so like that's yeah that's basically like the 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 broad strokes um historic background i think the really important takeaway is israel as a state It's not sort of like the natural home of Jewish people or whatever. Um, There are still lots of Jews who live in other countries rather happily. Um, It is explicitly a colonial project, largely of the United States. Um, Yeah, at the expense largely of Israeli people. Uh, Israeli people, at at the expense of Palestinian people. Um, There's one quick thing I want to get into. You might have heard about kibbutz. Um, These were sort of like communes built by, I guess, what you would call more socialist-leaning Jewish people. These were the places um, kibbutz were raided by Hamas at the start of this conflict. It's worth noting that... Um, A lot of Israelis who are, you know, the ones who are in charge of the country absolutely fucking hate the people who live in these kibbutz. Um, Because they think they're pinkos, they're leftist pinkos. Um, Which would explain some of the crossfire allegations that, hostages released from Hamas have been talking about Um, I'll talk about the current situation like I don't know 2000 to 2022 after school Um, yeah there's also like way better podcasts you could be listening to about this